Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome back to Confessions of a 30-something Drama Queen, your weekly dose of WTFs and dramatic tales from your host, Susie Bernaldi. Do we hate that as an intro? I think I low-key hate that as an intro, but I'm going to try a new one every week. So who knows what we'll end up with. But if you listen to a favourite one as we go along, please DM me at TSDQ Podcast on Instagram and let me know because the sooner we get that tagline down, the better. Okay, anyway, I'm back in your ears again, coming at you from a very hot studio. It's been a very warm week. Actually, no, that's an understatement. It's been a scorcher and I am currently sweating. And it's been a few weeks since I recorded episode one, where I was quite literally dying of anxiety because doing new things is still scary, even when you're 30 and should, in theory, have your big girl pants on at all times. But now you guys all know about the podcast, which has, as I predicted added a new level of pressure it's fine we move and so many of you have been so sweet and I am so grateful so thank you very much and I just hope that episode one lived up to your expectations but anyway it's been a few weeks since I recorded episode one and the reason for that is twofold one I have been a little bit under the weather so if my voice sounds a little bit off that's why and two because I've been busy living life now I can't not do that without a peace sign on my right hand so just know whenever I say living life I'm making like a bunny peace hand quotation mark gesture with my hand but anyway been living life which is fine it's summer the industry is quiet can you tell I'm trying so hard to talk myself out of feeling guilty about working slightly less the guilt of being self-employed really is never ending and I'm not even being over dramatic there it really is Anyway, I'm not going to get into that because my anxiety is bad this week and we do not all need to start spiralling together as a collective, as a group. So moving on, some of you may have already seen, but I took the weekend off to go and celebrate the Queen herself, Miss In The Fro, Dr McGrath, Queen Victoria, whatever you like to call her. She's at Victoria on IG, which is also very cool. I'm very jealous if someone out there is listening and you have at Susie, please, please, can I have it? 
Anyway, whatever you like to call her, we spent the weekend chilling in the sun with her and her friends and it was so nice. Do you know what I love? When you have a friend who's so nice, like so genuinely nice, like Victoria is like unreal levels of like lovely humanness. And then you meet their friends, their closest friends, and they are all so nice. And it's just this spiral of like niceness. And they really are just super genuine, kind people. And I love that. And they're also very fun too. I would say maybe too much fun because I was dying the next morning. There's a vlog if you want to go and see it. But anyway, I'm not here to promo that because you all know about it. But before that, I also went to Bordeaux with two of my closest friends for a birthday and hen kind of combined experience. And it was insanely beautiful. I loved it. It's honestly the most stunning city and there's so much to do and to see. So I think I'm going to have to go back. But we just explored the city, did some shopping, ate lovely food, went wine tasting. It was really dreamy. And it was also about 100 degrees and I was fully ready to swim in the river they have there. It was that hot. Highlight of the trip for me was finding out that the crepe place below our apartment was actually vegan, gluten-free, all homemade about an hour before we were due to leave. So now I need to go back just so I can try everything. One of everything. I'm literally salivating at the thought. I did try some ice cream, of course, and it was so good. Chocolate sorbet and strawberry sorbet an elite tier combo and I will not be argued with on that. So we ate, we chilled, it was lovely, we shopped, we stopped by the main pharmacy on the main high street because it was huge and the 2010 beauty blogger in me dies for that kind of stuff, you know. I was restrained mainly because I haven't been working out lately and I didn't want to make my suitcase any heavier than it already was and skincare really does that but we did make a stop by Sephora where I bought some things obviously this is me we're talking about and I have to say there's something utterly gorgeous about going into beauty stores when you're abroad even when you have them at home no I scratch that especially when you have them at home because everything is the same the branding the store concepts they're all designed to be cohesive and it gives off this sense of familiarity which when you are a homebody like me is just pure heaven so whilst I was in Sephora my happy place my heaven I bought a Sephora own brand lip gloss, which is all sparkly and plumping and it's just delish. A Jizu hair oil, which I am yet to try out. Clinique take the day off travel minis because I just can't, I just have to buy them when I see them. I just love mini things. And then I also bought Sephora lipsticks um, because I love Sephora own brand lipsticks and I don't think that you can get them in the UK. Side note, petition to bring at least Sephora own brand to the UK. Uh, I will champion that campaign um, unless I'm being dumb and you can get them, but I don't think you can. Can you get them in the UK? I don't know. Anyway, I bought a lipstick and I wasn't sure of the shade of it because the label on the bottom had text that was like smaller than a speck of bacteria and I needed to look it up. This makes no sense, but I needed to look it up because I was doing a TikTok call. This isn't even a tangent, by the way. I know it probably fully sounds like one. So I'm doing this TikTok haul. I need to know. The label is not helpful. So I look it up on the website and it's shade L15, not your baby. And I get instant flashbacks. So I find out this piece of information. I'm immediately running to the kitchen, waving this lipstick at Ryan by this point, because backstory, I had genuinely been at a loss as to what the hell episode two was going to be. Like how on earth do I update you guys on my life from the last few weeks and then smoothly oh so slickly transition into a full DMC. That is deep meaningful chat if you're wondering what the hell I'm saying. Now 
I have a lot of episode concepts, 21 already to be exact. So how do you pick episode two? How? Eeny meeny? Have you guys pick? Put a poll up? I don't know. How? And then how do you segue? I'm new to this. I'm literally stumbling around in the dark, in all honesty, partly because I refuse to listen to a lot of other podcasts because I'm scared of being too similar, partly because my anxiety tells me all my ideas are stupid. So how do you pick? But this lipstick, she picked for me. God bless this lipstick. Even when I told Ryan the name, he was like, no way. That makes him sound like he was really uninterested, but he was more interested than that. Now, some of you may have this ringing bells for different reasons, depending on how much of my content you have consumed over the last five years. Some of you may not have a Scooby and that is also fine too. Not Your Baby is not only a phrase from Devil Wears Prada, which in my humble opinion is one of the greatest films of the 2000s. Is it the 2000s? 2010? I don't know, but that's just, I'm happy to be wrong on that, but let's just roll with me. Otherwise, I'll be here all day trying to figure out what year it was made in. Um, I'd love to do a Devil Wears Prada episode breakdown, by the way. God, maybe I should start a weird little movies segment in the podcast. Let me know if you want that. Anyway, tangent. It's a line I love from that film, which brings me to reason two. I have a tattoo that says not your baby. And a lot of people think that it is Devil Wears Prada related. And to a certain degree, it is. But it also isn't. I actually got this tattoo after I once dated this guy who used to be all like, and this is a really terrible impression, Susie, baby, when, oh God, I can't even, I can't even do it. I can't. It just, it makes me want to have the earth open up and swallow me when I think about it. Like it was one, it it really gave me the ick. Anyway, when he would see me, he would say that. Like he's some weird, cool guy out of an old New York movie, except he's not cool and he definitely wasn't from New York. But this guy, this really weird human being, was one of the best life lessons that the universe could ever have sent me. And that is why I got the tattoo. So not as a real F you. No, no. People who are mean to me do not get that privilege. But I have a tattoo saying that, one, because I love the line from Devil Wears Prada, but two, because he taught me so much about the early stages of dating and how you treat yourself. So here we are. God bless this Sephora nude lipstick. Of course, it's a nude lipstick as well. It's meant to be. Here we are. Episode two, not your baby. So to protect his identity, we'll call him Neville. I'm giving them all Harry Potter names. And Neville, if you're listening, I want you to know that you weren't horrendous enough to have Malfoy, but you also weren't really nice enough to have Hagrid. So in the end, Lauren picked. So if you have an issue with this name, you are taking it up with the wrong girl. Not that he's going to be listening. I'm not sure he's a 30-something drama queen podcast kind of guy, if I'm honest. But backstory, Neville and I were thrown together in like quite a few ways, really. We matched on Raya or Raya, depending on whether you're an American. I've actually not met that many people that like say it out loud. So I don't know how you say it. And quite frankly, I don't care. But it's an app that is basically crawling with influencers now. But once upon a time, I hear rumours that it used to be for celebs and that you had to be recommended to be on it. And I basically just used it really in the end to play celebrity bingo on because they all still kind of like the pictures all still circulate and you can still kind of like swipe and stuff. Um, I did match with someone from McFly and that's probably the closest claim to fame I will ever have. But anyway, Neville is not from McFly, thank God, because... I would never be able to listen to Five Colours in Her Hair ever again. But we matched on there and we also matched somewhere else a couple of months later. 
But anyway, we matched on there and we also matched somewhere else a couple of months later, but also had mutual friends who he was very close to at the time. And it all just escalated and we started chatting and seeing each other and it was going pretty well. I say that, but in hindsight, he was nowhere near as reliable or as communicative as I would have liked. And it did leave me feeling quite insecure. Like I was always checking my phone or feeling anxious for him to message, which I used to think was exciting and that that was a good thing. But there's being happy that someone has messaged and there's being anxious for someone to message because you want to hear from them because it reassures you that they still like you uh, because they're not in any way actually making you feel secure in that relationship. But from my perspective, at that point in time, things seemed to be ticking along nicely. We were over a month in, spending a lot of time together, and one morning I wake up to that message, the one we all know. Uh, If you don't know, I'm very jealous of you, but I'm sure a lot of us know it. And to be honest, I've been expecting this message because things have been going well. And it was about that kind of like period of time in where you get that message and it says... I really enjoyed spending time with you, but I just need you to know I'm not looking for anything serious right now. And I don't want to hurt you, but, you know, if you want to carry on as things are, that's cool. Which is basically code for, I don't like you enough to make you my girlfriend, but please, please, honey, feel free to stick around until I find someone I like better. So I immediately text back saying, oh no, it's all good. I didn't want anything serious anyway. Let's just carry on as we are. And I had every intention of just, you know, keeping calm and carrying on. Except I didn't feel calm. I felt so off. It's hard to describe. It's like a little bit unsettled, a little bit confused. And I really didn't understand why. But then came my next therapy appointment. Bless my therapist where I had to tell her obviously what was going on because, you know, that's what you do. Otherwise, it's a complete waste of money. And as I told her the situation, she was so stern with me, like almost in a dear child, have I taught you nothing kind of way. My therapist was a lot older than me, so it would have been a dear child, not like, honey, what are you doing? Anyway, I was so adamant that I was fine and I didn't want a boyfriend and that this rejection, because that's really what it was, wasn't a big deal. But I was actually completely lying to myself and my therapist. And also, side note, don't bother lying to your therapist because they know. They know before you know. It's like they're telepathic. And more than anything, it's just a complete waste of money to lie to them. So she has this technique anyway of wearing you down in the nicest way until you start spewing all of your feelings. And I would make a joke and call it like emotional bullying, but some people won't understand that I'm trying to be funny and that she's actually not really doing that. But anyway... That's what I like to call it, behind closed doors. But after a series of questions, she finally asks me, would you like a boyfriend, Susie? And I was like, yeah. But as I say, yeah, I'm just bawling like a baby. And I just didn't stop. For like a good 45 minutes, I actually think the session overran. Eventually, when I did stop crying, she actually had me message him back, like double text him. I know, I know. It's literally my worst nightmare back in the day. I would never have double texted anyone. And she had me tell him that I'd been thinking about it and that I changed my mind. And actually, I wasn't as chill about this as I'd initially made out. And she also made me go back and question him, which I was like, you want me to say, sorry, what now? She had me question whether this was a, do you not want a relationship right now? Or do you not want a relationship with anyone ever? are you open to the possibility, you know, just in life? It doesn't have to be with me, but are you open to it or are you completely closed? 
that was what she had me message him. Now, lesson one, which is not the main takeaway from the day, but an important one. You are allowed to change your mind about anything at any point. We are complex human beings and that's okay. She also taught me, lesson number two, that you don't have to respond to a message like that immediately because I had literally within like five minutes of receiving it. Actually, slightly embarrassing, really, when I think back. I should have let him like wait a little bit for a response like that. Um, She also taught me you don't have to respond to a message like that immediately. But I was obviously very quick to be shielding my ego from being bruised. I was very quick to be like, no, no, it's fine. You're not rejecting me because I don't I don't want this. So, you know, it's fine. So I've double texted him back. He took a while to respond and with respect was firm in what he wanted. And I totally respect that. He said, no, I don't ever want to be in a relationship. If I'd never had Botox, one of my eyebrows would be being very raised right now. Let's just say that. But with some coaching from my therapist, I crafted a response saying something along the lines of, it's a real shame you feel that way. Unfortunately, this is something I do want the possibility of. So I'm afraid this is where our relationship is going to end. I wish you all the best. So I feel like I've just skipped to the end there. But actually, there's a lot to unpack here in this therapy session. I feel like I've just told you the end of what I messaged him. And that's not the end. Here is what I learned in that session about why Neville was stupid. And don't worry, I will get on to why I was stupid too, shortly. Neville was stupid because he did want a relationship. In fact, he jumped into one very shortly after. Now, I'm sure no one is shocked by that. We've all been there. He did want a relationship. He just didn't want one with me, but he was too chicken to say. Instead, what he was doing was just keeping me on the side to entertain him, basically, until something better came along. Side note, for anyone that's listening, don't do that. Not just because it's not nice for the other person, but because it's not nice for you either. If your foot or even your little toe is still in the door with someone else, you can't truly embrace someone new and your chances of actually finding a genuine connection, well, how Love Island does that sound, your chances of finding a genuine connection are going to be so much smaller. I'm not saying it's impossible, but in my experience, it's definitely harder. Anyway, He took this metaphorical closing of the door really well for around two weeks. Actually, no, that's a lie. I've gone back over the messages and he was actually kind of awkward. I completely forgot that he tried to convince me to carry on seeing him and then quoted Eminem, hit me back just to chat. Your biggest fan. We should have called him Stan. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Damn, I really feel like I've missed an opportunity there. 
can we start the episode over? Oh. Anyway, I say firm and I thought he took it pretty well until he came back to test my resilience. And people may do this when you stand your ground. So stay strong, honeys. But I'm not even joking when I tell you this. He showed up at my gym twice. He doesn't, not to quote Mean Girls, but he doesn't even go there. I was just chilling on the treadmill and it's like, oh, hey, there's Neville coming right towards me. Anyway. So he's testing my resilience. I've given him an ultimatum and once again, he doesn't take it. So it's boy bye again. Now, here's why I was stupid. Whilst he wasn't able to be honest in that situation with the text message, because let's face it, sometimes it's kinder to just say, "Hun, I'm not feeling you and I think we should stop seeing each other. I wasn't actually able to be fully honest either. I didn't realise it straight away. Thank God for therapy. But my response was, oh, it's okay. I didn't want anything serious anyway. But that was a lie. And no, in that moment, I didn't want to be exclusively tied to him. It was far too soon. I barely knew him, really, when you think about it. But did it mean I didn't ever want that at any point in the future? I didn't know. And if we'd have carried on without him saying anything, chances are I might have wanted that or started to consider it. I also might have realised that he was really annoying, but that's the point. I didn't know, but I wanted the opportunity to find out for myself, not to just be given one option. But instead of being honest about how I felt, I went straight to sheltering my ego from being bruised by saying, oh yeah, ooh, me neither, when I should have said this. That's a real shame that you feel that way. I've really enjoyed our time together and getting to know you, and whilst I don't want a serious relationship right now, that doesn't mean I don't ever want the possibility of one. If that's not something you're happy to explore, that's fine, but I don't want to continue down this path if there's never the potential for our relationship to grow. That's a shame is one of the best phrases known to man, by the way. We do not use it enough in our generation. We're so like, you know just chill with the way we type and we talk and the vocab is so dead and I know this because my vocab dead but that's a shame is one of the best phrases and I use it a lot now you can say it's so deadpan if you're feeling vulnerable and like you want to hide your feelings I personally go quite like robot-esque when I'm uncomfortable so this kind of vocab is key but it also conveys a feeling of genuine disappointment so perfectly without feeling like you're being really over the top I love being a drama queen, but sometimes it's not the time or place. So learning to communicate this way is something I'm so thankful I had the opportunity to learn, especially with a person who I wasn't particularly attached to, really, in the grand scheme of things. Neville was the perfect life lesson, really, because ultimately my feelings weren't too deep. And that's one of the best things about dating, really, like dating a lot for a long period of time. Without it, I definitely wouldn't have had lessons like this. And also truly learning to say, that's not what I want and I'm happy to walk away. I wish you all the best, was probably the single most empowering moment. This sounds really dramatic of my entire life. I'm going to say that again with complete conviction, because actually that wasn't that wasn't enough. That's not what I want and I am happy to walk away and I wish you all the best. The most empowering moment of my life. I am so grateful to that silly, silly boy for that lesson because without him, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have today. I wouldn't have had the personal growth I needed and Ryan and I might not have had the same dating experience early on. Do I think the stars are weirdly aligned for him and I? Do I think we would have ended up together again? Still, absolutely, I do think we would have like gravitated towards each other. Do I think our early relationship would have been the same without that experience? Absolutely not. It gave me this level of chill when it came to dating that I had never had before and it created a harmony that I'd never experienced. 
I was happy to enjoy our time. I was confident in walking away if it turned out that he didn't want the same things as me. It also taught me you cannot make someone love you. I see this all the time when people are dating. I see this on reflection of my own dating life. Everyone does it. There is nothing you can do to make someone love you. Nothing you do matters. Whether you do or don't wear a dress on your first date, whether you split the bill, whether you kiss them or you don't. Most of the time, someone has already decided if they're interested in a relationship or they just want to hang. I don't know what people call it without being crude, so we're just going to go with hang. (laughs) But anyway, most people have already decided that before you've even finished date one. Sometimes even before that. So whether he consciously knew it or not, Neville had absolutely no intention of making me his girlfriend. And pre my life-changing therapy session, I genuinely thought that if I was perfect enough, he might change his mind. And looking back, I had believed that about all relationships. And it was super evident in the ones where the guys were really non-committal. I genuinely thought I could convince someone to love me. And that is so sad because no one should ever have to convince someone to love them. When I look back, I was putting in all my energy in these relationships for someone that was never going to reciprocate. And these guys were just thinking, well, she's fab to keep around until I find someone better. No one deserves that. Now, I am not a perfect person. And once I learned this, I realised I've done it too. When I reflected on my past relationships, I remembered all the nice guys who I just didn't click with, but maybe I went on one too many dates with, or I messaged them for a bit too long because I didn't have the guts to say, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and you're so great, but I'm just not feeling the vibes and you truly deserve someone who is going to be feeling the vibes. I was too chicken to say that. Also, I am reminded of that regularly because I often have to see someone that I full on ghosted on some social occasions. Again, guys, remember that I am not perfect here, so I'm going to admit some things on this podcast. But yeah, here's a quarterly reminder to not be a chicken. I'm not even mad about it. If I'm honest, I am so grateful for all of the lessons I learned in my 20s and in my dating life because they have made me a much better human being. And I'm not mad about Neville either. I'm so grateful to him because he taught me how to very consciously handle rejection. I'm now more aware in the moment of whether I am behaving a certain way because my ego is feeling bruised and that's a handy awareness to have, not only for dating but also for non-romantic relationships. I found it very, very useful, especially for learning to apologise You can feel it. You can feel that same feeling of your ego being bruised and maybe feeling a bit defensive. And when I feel that in a situation where there's conflict, I know it's about time to take a step back and reflect on whether I need to apologise. So I'm grateful. I wish him all the best. But ultimately, Neville, I'm not your baby. And I'm also very thankful for that. So what is the takeaway of this episode? My therapist actually said it in that session. In fact, I have it recorded as a voice note because it was something I felt that I needed to remember that much. I'll save you from listening to the voice note because basically it has me blubbering. That's so beautiful in the background, but it goes like this. If you want someone to be honest with you, you have to be honest with yourself. If you want someone to love you, you have to love yourself first. If you want someone to be kind, you have to be kind to yourself first. If you want someone to be genuine with you, you have to be genuine yourself. It all starts with you first. I don't know if she's the original author of these words. And is it super cringe? Maybe, but it is so true. And it's crazy because it felt so obvious as well as she was saying it. All those Motivation Mondays over on Instagram, if you know, you know. And I really hadn't learned anything. And when you think about it practically as more than just a nice quote, it makes sense. I was going on all of these dates and not being honest about who I was or what I wanted, 
Even when I was just talking about myself, I was constantly dumbing myself down, downplaying my job. If you asked me if I read, I'd say no. I didn't want to be honest about who I was because I was scared people wouldn't like me for it. Now, this is also due to me being scared that people would feel intimidated, which is a real issue in dating, but that is a deep dive for another day, my friends. And in my opinion, it's actually not a problem at all. Remind me to talk about it another time because we do not have time for that can of worms today, people. Anyway, I wasn't being honest with these people about who I was or what I wanted, so they weren't being honest or genuine with me. How could they? They didn't know me. How can you have genuine interactions with someone who isn't giving their whole truth? I wasn't even giving guys the option to be honest about what they wanted from a relationship because I was either avoiding the subject to shield my ego or I was telling them I didn't want something that I would actually love to have potentially explored if things went well. I wasn't being honest with them about what I wanted in life and that is because I wasn't being honest with myself. I was telling myself I didn't want that and not listening to my subconscious. And if your subconscious and your conscious mind are at war, you are going to have a very rough time dating. As soon as they were aligned for me, everything changed. But if you don't love yourself enough to show yourself that respect and have your own back and carry yourself with enough conviction to say, this is what I want and if you're open to that then that's great, We'll see where this goes. But if you're not, that's a shame for you. (laughs) Just kidding. But it is. So be honest with yourself and those around you about what you want. Be genuine about who you are because that will come back to you. It's cringy cliche time, but we teach others how to love us. So anyone who can't meet that standard will automatically eject themselves from your life without you even having to lift a finger. If your bar is high, sometimes other people, they won't be able to reach it. It might not feel like it at the time, but it is truly a blessing. And also know that when someone rejects you, it's okay for your ego to be bruised. And it's okay to be honest about that. So don't pretend that it's not. I see women do this a lot where they try to make sure the other party doesn't feel uncomfortable. So they pretend they're not hurt. But it is not your responsibility to bear the emotional weight for them. Repeat that again. And finally, know that if someone wants to be with you, they will. You do not have to convince anyone to love you. And never really taught me that. Before that therapy session, I genuinely believed if we carried on, his mind could be changed. Do not commit your energy to people who aren't interested in committing to you. That you, that we need to repeat again, multiple times. Anyway, I feel like this has been a really long podcast, so I'm going to leave it on those cringe mantras. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Way less tangents, really, than I'd expected, but there was a lot to break down in this one. On that note, please let me know if you prefer less of the stories, more of the mantras or more stories, less cringe. What do you prefer? Do you want more mini segments, more Q&As? I am still figuring this out, but I'm excited for what's to come. I feel like I have a lot to say and I'm so excited to get back to recording episodes and I'm excited that I feel like I have my voice back. I really stopped sharing anything remotely personal over the past few years and that's because it's been a bit rough. It's obviously been rough for everyone and I personally have been feeling a lot of things and there's been a lot of internalising and confidence crises going on but I feel like I'm finally finding my voice again. So thank you for listening and for giving me a safe space to share. But that is going to be it for me today. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give me a little rating or whatever because I hear that really helps. Tag me on Instagram at TSDQ Podcast if you share it. I would love to see that. So please, please tag me. You can also follow at TSDQ Podcast on Pinterest, Twitter, wherever you like to consume your updates. And I will speak to you guys again next week. Love you. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.